0: I cut it
1: there. It's a good time to cut it. There's like two more
2: minutes. And... That is a hot track, my man. Black Hole Sun by The Soundgarden.
1: Soundgarden. Classic.
2: Yeah. Wow. Huge fan. Uh, that's yeah, great, That's straight too. from the childhood. Yeah, man. Uh, that's a deep cut. I was just reading up on it. Apparently, he wrote the song in 15 minutes. Wow,
0: really?
2: Yeah, Chris, uh, Chris Cornell. Uh, the front man of uh Soundgarden, also of uh audio slave he I believe died suicide if I'm not mistaken really and uh a lot of interesting uh tinfoil hat stuff on his suicide uh allegedly I was trying to look it up in time and i I didn't really hit anything uh big on it, but there was some alleged info out there uh that Cornell and Anthony Bourdain were working on some sort of documentary to expose uh, you know, child trafficking and all this stuff.
1: Ooh, uh... And then uh
2: both him and Bourdain committed suicide, like uh pretty close together, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe not around the same time. I, I could be off on that one, but uh they both uh... died of suicide. And anytime these celebrities go out in a weird or sudden way, more often than not, the conspiracies roll around that they were involved in some sort of like project to expose child pedophilia or trafficking or whatever going on in the world in the U.S. Uh, you know, the other one most recently was Anne Hesh. She was yeah. producing some sort of trafficking or you know child pedophilia thing, and we all saw the images of her after the car accident, where she was definitely not dead and attempting to escape the body bag that those medics forced her back into. <laughs> uh, maybe one of the most disturbing images of the modern era. Uh, but well, dude, uh, do
1: you hear they went after? They're going after that one guy. Um, say a oh, movie that just Sound came of out? Freedom.
2: And uh, yeah. I imagine uh, the fellow who played Jesus, um, uh, Cavizel. Jim Cavizel. Yes, the person,
1: I guess it was the guy he played, plays in the movie. That's. Uh, oh, they're going
2: after that guy. Wow. Apparently, he's
1: now being accused of sexual assault and everything.
2: That's crazy, of course. Just, yeah, the, just well, going after him. What happens when you become well known? In an alternate media, and you are vocally against the machine, you get charged with sexual assault.
1: They find, and then they find kitty porn on your laptop. They
2: find the kitty porn on your laptop, but we don't talk about the kitty porn on Hunter Biden's laptop. Oh no, no, no! We're yeah. not going to talk about him banging the underage girls. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's pretty. <laughs> Crazy uh, when you think about... And the Russell Brand thing, they're really trying to make a big
1: deal. I- everybody on the left, they keep harping on the fact that he was sleeping with a 16-year-old girl, right? But in Brint- in Britain, that's the age of consent.
2: That is correct, actually. So and- he didn't break
1: any laws by having a relationship with that woman.
2: Uh, so here we are. We're a few days removed now. I... Rapidly declared uh, that this is all some coordinated effort by the institutions, probably MI6 and the CIA, <laughs> to take out Russell Brand, a man who, and I read today, he's been demonetized on YouTube officially. Do
1: you see? Yeah, they just demonetized him. Oh, dude, come on. This is another coordinated fucking yes. bullshit attack. It, it, where they're like, uh, yes. they, just, they just make him a, a documentary. And all these women now are coming. I mean, this man slept with hundreds of women. I'm going to say,
2: I said it before, and I'm going to repeat. I'm doubling down. I don't believe it. This is a scam. This is an attempt to discredit and destroy this man because he has been speaking too much truth against the machine. And what's crazy is we've talked privately, like, how are guys like Russell Brand getting away with saying that shit and having that massive amount of a following? Well, it turns out you don't get away with it. They eventually build up a story to totally destroy your life for sure that's what they're doing they have a documentary they had a multi magazine effort exposé in britain this was a huge event over in the uk and uh you know i mean this is and a, a all obvious. the women are
1: all these women are coming forward there's hundreds of women saying that they were reached they reached out to him they told their story and then they refused to talk to them again because the story was they just had a relationship with russell brand like it was no yeah, so they literally went through all of these women and they found a few that they were like iffy and then they just exploited the shit out of those stories.
2: Well, you're able to convince these handful of individuals who are probably not in a good financial situation right now to, you know, pony up some maybe exaggerated information for a nice little paycheck. I mean
1: the one girl she even says like her own story is that she didn't think she was taken advantage of at the time. But now that she's older and looks back, she realizes he took advantage of her because she was young.
2: Oh, it makes sense. It's just like uh, E. Jean Carroll. She's like, that time I was uh, shopping at Marshall's in 83. <laughs> I mean, 87. Uh, oh, it wasn't Marshall's? Where was it? I don't even remember. What year was it? It you was know, New York remember. in the 90s. I don't even remember what where it was. <laughs> yeah. It might have even been Malibu. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Tell but no. that
1: should cover it. But
2: his name is Trump and he raped me, damn it! Attack him! <laughs> I don't know when or where. That's insane. But we must believe all women, right? That's how it is these days. That's dangerous. I wish everybody understood the slippery slope of believe all women when that was unleashed on the populace back during the Me Too moment.
1: I know. I know. You can't believe all of anybody.
2: No, everyone's a liar on some level, and if you're seeing at the end of that road a nice little pot of gold that you can get from this rich person. Well, come on now. We know what's happening here. It's yeah. pretty obvious. Uh I just think it was obvious more so if you were someone who were who's interested and intrigued by the fact uh that Russell Brand 180 abandoned Hollywood and became this alt media podcaster spewing the same garbage we do. Uh so <laughs> <laughs> It was kind of impressive. He just has, uh, what do you call it, evidence about
1: the shit he says.
2: Charm. He has charm. That's what it is. Oh, that too. <laughs> yeah, that too. It's
1: British charm.
2: Oh, charm, <laughs> good looks. <laughs> He's successful. He's you know, Hollywood successful, guy. Successful, a lot of money. A lot of money, a lot of money. Uh, well, now he won't. I assume at some point he will be sued for billions of dollars. And oh, yeah. That's what's just going to happen to all these Mainstream conspiracy theorist podcasters—they're just going to be wiped out. That's why. What good is it to even try to get into the YouTube game, man? The, the whole site is designed to just censor information.
1: And it's really why, like you could tell. That's why there is a clear difference between Russell Brand and the Daily Wire. The Daily Wire plays the game.
0: Ah,
2: good call. Yeah, man. They, and that—and that's yes.
1: why their stories are never as good as Russell Brand. You know.
2: Right, Daily Wire. I have not been seeing them making waves lately. That means they're probably losing some influence and steam, probably. They
1: lost a lot. Yeah,
2: they really lost a lot. They took it too far. And now you yeah. see the thing they're doing with Candace. So I'm I that's your psycho. I don't know uh how you read my mind there. I saw a little Candace. I didn't understand. Is she doing she doing documentaries uh, now? What like what? Ah, uh, even worse. Crime do... exposes. What is her deal? I, I'm actually totally not sure what Daily Wire is now. Is it trying to be <laughs> like a major media conglomerate?
1: They're trying to do everything. Yeah. But dude, so funny. She's going on this whole mission to prove uh, Stephen Avery, the guy in the Netflix series, making a murderer yeah wow uh
0: (laughs) i just had ptsd flashbacks from uh, 2020 murder
2: what's up oh no whenever i think about stuff entertainment from you know the lockdowns i uh i have this like instant ptsd i go through wild flashbacks of emma doing tiktok dances in front of me
1: yeah that's uh, as we all do and uh so Netflix made a documentary about Stephen Avery was wrongfully convicted of murder and then that made him into a murderer. I believe I don't know, but she's going on proving that the documentary was wrong and that he actually was a murderer all along. Oh, wow! That's.
2: Controversial, yeah.
1: So uh, her thing is, it's uh, the whole documentary is uh, locking up a murder or convicting a murderer. It's wow. the prove that they had it right all along, and they should have never let him go. And that, like, dude, it's <laughs> weird. it's So fucking stupid. It's a weird angle. It is so stupid.
2: So her her thing now is, I'm going after dudes who think they're innocent. I'm gonna extra prove they're guilty.
1: Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know what? What
2: is a woman ran out of steam? This would be cool if she did it with OJ. I'd watch the OJ one. (laughs) And right? Why doesn't she do OJ first? If she did OJ, you would get hundreds of millions, maybe billions of viewers on that one, man. That
1: would count as black on black crime.
2: No way, dude. I think OJ's left the scene at this point. He's on his own little island now, and uh but now that
1: i'm thinking about it the uh that inter the worst thing they ever did was matt Wash going on joe rogan's podcast that like ruined him i didn't know that
2: happened actually dude
1: when, he went on there was to, this uh, recently to talk about, what was this that this was when he came out with that movie what is a woman
2: yes and that, i thought that was a Like a really like good thing for Matt Walsh, you know, wasn't that very popular amongst the right? Oh, the
1: movie was like the whole his whole yeah, that was huge for him. But then he went on Joe Rogan, and the problem with Joe Rogan is he asks a lot of questions. He asks a lot of follow up questions. (laughs) That's right. It's a
2: three hour podcast. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, Unless you're Bill Maher and the most boring human being on the planet, and and he
1: kept asking him like, "All right, well, you keep saying all these kids, all these kids, you know, like." how many are we talking? And I really believe it was the moment where uh, Matt Walsh had to admit that there's actually only about a thousand kids under the age of 18 that went through any kind of uh, gender assignment surgery.
0: Wow,
2: really?
1: Yeah. That's that that it? was like, yeah, that was like, a, you know, that was kind of like Dude, the...
2: this goes back to when we did a little mini deep dive on abortion and how many people statistically are even getting abortions, it's shocking, not many. Not many people are actually getting abortions on the daily or on the weekly or on the monthly or even on the year level. People just aren't, there's not a lot of abortions happening, but we are so wildly, insanely, almost violently divided on abortions. It's crazy how it's a topic that really touches very few people.
1: Yeah. Oh, see, I, I've actually completely changed my mind. I'm all for abortion because the people that get them are most likely going to raise a Democrat.
2: Yeah, it's the blue hairs. I think we should just allow... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> actually, the if you want to get an abortion at the clinic, you just have to dye your hair blue before you go in. We're like, all right, come on. <laughs> <in."> <laughs>
1: we don't want you to breathe. the blue hair. <laughs> yeah, so only a thousand. I mean, when he actually had to, like, break down the... I knew all these questions that nobody ever really asked him. And when they came out, as the answers came out, it was kind of like, oh, wow. You guys are, I don't know. You're not going to win an election on the transgender issue.
0: Right.
2: Well, maybe you could argue that the left side did. The, wh-
1: the left won on transgender only because the right wasted all their time talking about it.
2: You know, I read uh, today an article in Rolling Stone. It was a piece written out of uh, the book that Leslie Jones just wrote. Do you remember Leslie Jones? She was a comedian on SNL, Black Lady. Yes, so she's been
1: kind of, Uh, most notably from Ghostbusters.
2: So it's funny. The best Ghostbusters. You're psycho. (laughs) That's the piece that was in the Rolling Stone about her experience getting the vitriol and the. you know all the negative commentary on uh social media uh especially X formerly known as Twitter uh but <laughs> <laughs> she uh it, I I decided I'm going to I'm going to read this little passage here from Leslie's book and um she goes on to explain how you know the hatred for ghostbusters was because uh uh, there was women. And the reason a lot of the hatred was on her, was because not only was she a woman, but she was a black woman. And I sat there Ooh. reading this article thinking, here we are like eight years later, and you ha- your takeaway. If you've meditated on this is that Americans hate black women that is what you learned? Yeah. That's your oh, it was lesson? Great, it was a great From, movie. <laughs> you didn't stop to think that it was just a horribly written and horribly directed movie and that it was just pure trash? Like, you didn't even just <laughs> think, like, instead of thinking, you know, Americans, No, you know, here's the thought. Here's a thought, Leslie Jones. Americans are smarter than you idiots in Hollywood assumed, and when you put out trash, they all put their thumbs down and said, take a hike.
1: Great call. Yes.
2: You thought there were a bunch of idiots that would just accept crap. It was crap. What,
1: what? What? There was like that four or five year period where they just kept coming out with Melissa McCarthy movies. None of them were funny. None of them were successful. But everybody just insisted she was funny. Exactly. And we need to make more movies right. with this fat, obnoxious white lady.
2: <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, Leslie Jones writes about how uh, everyone rejected the film because there was women And uh, starring women. That was why everyone rejected it. But then Afterlife, that remake, a reboot. Reboot! You gotta refresh to be fresh, people. But uh, when they made the the Afterlife Ghostbusters, it was a huge success, and all the critics Mm -hmm. loved it. Because, uh, you know, she couldn't explain why. And it's amazing to me to think, like, Leslie, you never thought in your mind the movie bombed because you marketed it as... Women-only Ghostbusters. Did it ever hit you guys yeah. that you, you specifically made a women's-only Ghostbusters? You know the kid one? They had uh, women. They had chicks. They had dudes. They had ghosts. No, that, they no, had no, the everybody. main character was a chick. She <laughs> was the hero
1: of the story. It was
2: a huge success. It was a great movie. It was a good story. It do, was do, no, you
1: don't, no, 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 no. I'll give you a big, a big difference here. The main, the head, the number one in uh, Afterlife was a girl. The big difference was every man in Afterlife wasn't some bumbly, blonde-headed, fucking Chris <laughs> yes. Pine.
0: Exactly. You
1: know what I mean? <laughs> Who's, like, dropping Like, it made no sense why he was
2: so dumb. <laughs> no, exactly, man. The, the one main white character guy is an idiot. Of course. We get it. What... What Leslie Jones doesn't understand is she was a part of SNL during the height of wokeism and woke culture when it dominated all things in our entertainment industries and you guys had the green light <laughs> to re- make your woke-ass Ghostbusters and everybody said no thanks. Yes.
1: I didn't even realize it. Yeah, that's the problem. They were all... S- SNL used to make great movies. but y- They now, did, yeah. You-, you can't give an SNL cast do a movie nowadays.
2: Well, the original yeah, that, Ghostbusters gonna... was an SNL cast. Oh wow! That's what's so crazy. Like it's, wow. it's it's not a wild idea to have an SNL cast do Ghostbusters. That's who originally wrote it and did oh, it. Oh my god! But that you clowns, you clowns decided to make it woke, make the one white dude an idiot, and then all oh. and it's women dominance Ghostbusters. You, it's just uh, Leslie Jones. People didn't like Ghostbusters because it had a black woman in it. They didn't like Ghostbusters because it was a shitty movie. It was a really bad, movie. it wasn't funny. It was bad. It just I can't believe she spent these years nearly a decade, and then writes a book and releases a passage on Rolling Stone. Up talking to America as if we're a bunch of just white racists, and that's why we didn't like Ghostbusters ten years later. That's the lesson you that's learned. Crazy. Well, that's the problem with everyone in the millennial generation and all the woke idiots out there. You're never going to learn your lesson if number one, you can't take a joke, and number two, you can't take criticism. I know that was just a
1: bad movie. It was again Melissa McCarthy's just not funny
2: not funny at all it was not a funny movie and it was bad and i I was shocked to read this article i was like holy crap i i I don't know i like couldn't believe that that's the takeaway the takeaway 10 years later about your movie ragging on white dudes and racism in america and sexism is well america's just racist and sexist and that's my final say like well (laughs) you know what you lose leslie jones you lose forever no one's gonna accept you because you don't accept us that's the truth that's the problem with this woke culture and the woke entertainment. That's why writers and actors on your little strike that nobody cares about still, here we are, we're reminding you every day. But the reason we don't care, the reason we don't want you to come back, please, jimmies, stay retired, stay away. We don't need the jimmies on the late nights anymore. We, we, we don't need your toxic m- material Your wokeism. It's evil stuff. It's bad for our culture. And with the longer you stay away, the better life feels.
1: I think, yeah, that's the best thing that happened to us the Raider Strike. We need to get rid of all of the late-night hosts. Yes. S- start from scratch.
2: Yeah, man, and you can hire anyone. Black, chick, lesbian, dude, thing, lady, fella, I don't care. It's just as long as it's someone new and they don't push an agenda.
1: <laughs> well, do you, you see that guy that's getting all that shit? Was it from the Rolling Stone? Or are you talking about Jimmy Fallon? No, that guy who wrote that article. Oh, great set- call.
2: Dude, I almost had a clip for it. It was on uh, uh, Democracy Now. Yeah, um, N- Nanny, uh, I can't think of his name. He's got an interesting name. He's ran the Rolling Stone magazine, I believe, forever. And uh, um, he's a- apparently, I was reading, allegedly or essentially, like the final vote on who enters the Hall of Fame. <coughs> He used to be used former to be. final voter. <laughs> <laughs> and So he's to,
1: out. To, right. re, to be replaced by
2: LaQuisha. <laughs> so what's this guy's name? No, he'll be Cardi B. Will definitely replace this fellow. <laughs> I'm sure. No, she, her, her, uh... <laughs> her left ass cheek. Yes, that's what we we're all thinking. <laughs> so he just
1: wrote an article, an op-ed. It's just an opinion piece, right? Yeah, man. On uh, the seven uh I think he called it like the seven prophets or f- the seven philosophers of rock and roll. Dude,
2: he wrote a book, actually. It's oh, a, was book. It a book. It's a book. That's why he got it, there's a... it's seven uh white dudes, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, so, but it's rock and roll.
2: Yeah. I mean it's 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 it's
1: it's the seven greatest philosoph philosophers. Of rock and roll according
2: to the middle-aged white guy. You know what I mean? Like right. Okay, but my argument too is who's who's the black rock and roll of classic <laughs> rock philosopher? You could I would say Jimi Hendrix? <laughs> right? But it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's
1: a it's a it's a middle-aged white guy's opinion on the greatest philosophers of rock and roll.
0: Yeah. You good, know what I good, mean? Good it's call. just
1: some random guy who writes about music. You know what I mean? It's, it's not like It's not the like the we forced in a white guy to be the head of the W W the NAACP, and then he came out with an op-ed about how you know what I mean? The greatest philosophers about life are all white. <laughs> That's right. But, like it's a totally you know what I mean? Yes. It's rock and roll. Yes. But it's this middle-aged white guy's opinion.
2: Right? Absolutely. Uh and so he listed uh <laughs> He listed, what was it, um, seven white dudes, right, who are rockers, and uh, no women, and he came under scrutiny for it, and uh, so I have it here, actually, uh, he was, <laughs> oh, the book is titled The Masters, all right, so uh, Jan, oh, Jan Wenner, uh, board of directors, uh, <laughs> claimed black and women icons including Marvin Gaye and Joni Mitchell, were not articulate enough to be featured in his new book <laughs> titled The Masters, in which he, he profiles... He did not
1: come out and say, hey, listen, black people, they're not they are not good enough. No, he just listed the seven best,
2: and they happen to be white men. I, but it is interesting. He he chose a, a strange word there. We're not articulate enough. You know what I'm saying? This is a little... There's something there. Uh, so... <clears throat> All white men. Uh, he, made, he made this comment in an interview with the New York Times. So this is Jan Wenner, uh, the fellow who wrote the book here from the Rolling Stones. Uh, it's not that they're not creative geniuses. It's not that they're inarticulate. Although, go and have a deep conversation with Grace Slick or Janice. Please, be my guest. Or Cass Elliott. Wonderful person, you know. Joni was not a philosopher of rock and roll. <laughs> she didn't in my mind meet that test. Not by her work, not by any of the interviews she did. Maybe Marvin Gaye. <laughs> I could I could cut Curtis Mayfield or I mean they just didn't articulate at that level. <laughs> Wenner uh, later apologized for his remarks.
1: I you shouldn't. They were good. I get what you're saying. You are good. You are articulate. But these are the best.
2: It's funny, though. He did say, he, just, he said at the beginning, though, it's not that they're not creative geniuses. It's not that they're inarticulate. And then he rambled. And then he said, I mean, they just didn't articulate at that level. <laughs> at the level of the yes, high. You know what I mean? At the high. Yes, I do. I For him to throw in Marvin Gaye, though, Marvin Gaye kind of a master man honestly
1: but uh, would you call marvin gay rock and roll
2: well what i know and what i'm thinking too is uh when i think masters i think people who curated and, and produced these epic albums stuff that i could listen start to finish on the uh old lp machine over there you know what i mean put on the vinyl yeah, and sure. sit down and relax so uh, i mean to be fair
1: i don't agree with this guy's list either John Lennon and Bono? I'm already out. I'm already
2: out. No, this guy's an asshole. I'm already done. (laughs) Bruce Springsteen
1: is not a rocker. Anybody who does Renegades with Barack Obama, (laughs) you lost all credibility as a rocker. Okay, you you might... Bruce Springsteen, I pretty much... I think is classified as disco now. (laughs) I gotta double-check that, but I'm pretty sure he's in under disco.
2: Pete Thompson, got a, got, couldn't agree more. Uh, yeah, I like the who. I, I do th- like the catalog.
1: Mick Jagger, fuck yeah. He's still fucking busting rock and roll nuts into young girls, they, man. That guy's rock and roll through he and through. just
2: had a kid, and he just cut an album, bro. He's the most rock and roll stud that, on the planet.
1: That is as rock and roll as it gets. <laughs> yes. Right? So philosophy,
2: this guy's living that philosophy. Yeah, man. Okay? Oh, yeah. Bob Dylan,
1: I don't know, man.
2: He's considered like the godfather of rock and roll. A lot of great rock and roll uh, icons. He, he's like that comedian that you don't
1: think is funny, but all, all your the comedians, comedians yes, like yes. idolize him. So you're like, okay, I'm going to take your word for it that he's really great. Just because maybe you have to be a professional to fully understand. Like plumbing, you could look at another plumber and you won't get it, but I'll look at like the minor details oh. and
2: be like, oh, <laughs> look how he
1: did that. You know what I mean?
2: There are a like, few tunes that I'll play from Bob Dylan, and I'll be like, "That you know, that's in its moment. It was created in that time, and it's there. But I've said this many times before uh, that has been it's been a little controversial in public settings, I'm not going to lie, and I love my controversy. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but <laughs> I do, I would say Bob Dylan's best songs are played by other people.
1: Absolutely. Oh, I agree. When they're covered.
2: Yes. All of yeah. Bob Dylan's best songs, the versions are played by other artists. He it's- should have been a writer.
1: Great writer. Oh, you know what? Maybe I take it back. Maybe that is. Part of the Seven Philosophers.
2: No, I think he's a philosopher of music because he crafted these tunes. He didn't quite have the elements that make you a superstar on the Mm. modern-day superstar level, but the music the man created, I mean... uh, If I I dare
1: say, the philosophies.
2: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, hey-o. Yeah, man. I mean, I just went to the Dead and Company, uh, or it was... um, you know, John Mayer and uh, Dave Matthews featuring uh, a few of the old guys from the dead. <laughs> uh, but they, yeah. they closed out the show on like three Bob Dylan songs, man. Good call. I've heard a lot of. <sighs> oh, everyone. Uh, co- even Amy Winehouse covers Bob Dylan, dude. Everybody loves Bob Dylan.
1: Now, so you, you brought him up the dead. Jerry Garcia on that list. Do you agree or disagree?
2: Jerry Garcia is a rock and roll icon and philosopher, I absolutely agree. And he's a legend because he died uh, died in the prime. So I think if you died early, you definitely kind of you can hit that list. But I don't like this guy's list.
1: I would only give it to Jerry Garcia if you also give credit to who owned and created Jerry Garcia, which I just realized the is the last three letters of his name. CIA.
0: Yeah! They should have oh, just
1: put yeah! Jerry Garcia. They should just capitalize the CIA at the end of Garcia.
2: You just blew my mind, man. Garcia, <laughs> CIA. He's a Jerry Gar CIA. That is a head trip. Also, I. Believe... Oh, what if
1: his name is Jerry Gar?
2: Well, do you know about. Uh, uh... Uh, is it Diego Garcia Island? No, what is it? Garcia Island? Diego Island? There's an island out there that the military owns, and they're the only ones who operate it. And there's theories that, like, the planes on 9-11 were flown there. And they just, like, killed all the passengers. <laughs> uh. Yeah, Yeah. See, see yes. that I don't believe. They would have shot that plane over the uh, Atlantic. Yeah, probably. It's called Diego Garcia Island, I believe. I'm not kidding. Mm. Uh, it's, a, uh, it's allegedly a top secret uh, naval and military-only whatever uh, base out there. Uh <laughs> Wild tangents today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah,
1: honestly, of this guy's list, the fact that there's no blacks or women—that's the least of my worries.
2: I just don't agree with the list at all. It's a lame list, and he threw in people who are still alive. Probably just, uh, there's. This is a this is a crap book written by an asshole. I, I, Bono, I—that's what kills it for me. I can't do Bono on that list, man.
1: The guy was so shitty. They had. They still, to this day, have to force feed you that last album on your fucking <laughs> iTunes. It just gets shoved onto your there iPhone. There is,
2: you know, U two gets a lot of shit, but there's some good U two out there. I actually really dig 80s U two.
1: Oh, dude, and in the 90s, actually, yeah, they used to, uh, the sweetest thing, probably the last great song they came out with. Anybody know oh.
2: Disco Tech? Remember the Disco Tech album? Uh. That was so that? random. The cover was, re- it was a weird time in the 90s, folks. <laughs> they came out with
1: a disco album.
2: They did a, no, it was called Disco Tech, I believe, in the 90s. Yeah, it was like definitely in the Q101 era. era. And uh, there were some pop hits from that. U2 got weird in the 90s. I'm saying 80s U2. I like 80s U2. There was, there was something going on there. Never a huge fan of. That was 1997. Yeah, Discotech, yeah. Oh, it was in the heart of the nineties, yeah. That it was like when yeah. it was right around when Sting was making a comeback and Cher was back. Like music got really weird in the late nineties.
1: Oh yeah, Cher did make that comeback. Cher Do and you believe,
2: Sting. Yeah, that's right. That.
0: I <laughs> that was
1: like so annoying, dude. <laughs> Go back to the eighties. <laughs>
2: The late 90s, they brought back a lot of weird shit. They were preparing us for the millennium, you know? Yeah, they really were. They're like, no, it's going to get worse. It's going to get way worse. <laughs> he's like, this is bad. Where do you meet
1: Cardi B. You know, like, you know, like in Back to the Future when he's playing, uh, what's his yes. name? he's like, your kids are going to love it. She was up there like
0: just wait you're gonna hate it <laughs> oh,
2: man. well speaking of bringing crappy stuff uh, back from the 80s Sean Penn is back in the news my man <laughs> <laughs> he is hanging out in Ukraine it's all, dude Of all the actors that we've lost <laughs> Why did Sean Penn have to make it? You know, like he's he really, pure, Oh, 57, that's he's, what. He's pure CIA. I'm telling you Take right now. Of five 57. So this dude, uh, I I was I've been talking about it for a while. He's been filming something in Ukraine. That's why he constantly keeps showing up in Poland with Zelensky and doing these weird bits where he's talking about like smelting the asker and like firing a <laughs> bullet at Putin. Uh, so Sean Penn apparently Uh, has been filming a documentary and he's going to give us the lowdown on what's happening in Ukraine.
3: (laughs) Turning overseas now, Ukrainian troops (laughs) have breached Russian lines and recaptured key territory in the eastern part of the country near the bombed out city of Bakhmut. Ukraine's president is in the US for a speech. We're still fighting for Bakhmut?
1: That was like a... Dude, are we... you guys asked for $100 billion like $100 billion ago. That was like nine months. You guys are still fighting for Bach moot.
2: Oh, man. Wait till you hear about Don Bosk. Oh, no.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're in for a rude awakening, my friend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. All so- right.
1: Donbass. I loved, uh, the, the, the like three month period we had where everybody was supposed to just know and really care about the
2: Donbass region of Ukraine. That's right. You know, it's still Donbass in my mind. Uh, it's still it's still Kiev to me. I I am looking forward to the. Day. So we're gonna pull out of this war at one point or another. We have to. It is so costly. It's very bad. Uh, publicly, I don't think uh, the Biden administration has any more support. They. Trotted out Zelensky today to the UN assembly in New York, and he just walked out there and like pleaded for more money. We need money, <laughs> money for peace. And like, there's no, nobody uh, uh, wants to send him more Mr. money.
1: Zelensky, uh, we're looking for a final total here.
2: How much will
1: peace cost?
2: Uh, how much for a kilo of cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> for
1: peace. Uh. Cocaine, (laughs) peace. Oh, you seem to be supporting
2: a lot of peaceful hookers over there. (laughs) I need more pockets on my sleeves. (laughs) Yeah, so he was here uh, looking for more money. I think it's looking rough for the Ukrainians. They're not showing it on our media. Uh, they're telling us this whole story, which we're going to hear. Sean Penn is going to give us a spectacular version of the events unfolding in Donbass and uh, Kiev and all these places. Uh, But the reality is, Russia has essentially, at this point, annihilated Ukraine. That's the reality on the ground. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: It's the truth. And uh, I think, essentially, we just got to get out of there. Especially before the... I think we're going to pull out before 2024 election. Mm. I'm calling it.
1: I think is the only thing keeping our economy afloat.
2: This thing is so you actually might be right, man. Wow. That is crazy. Yeah. I I mean, let's like keep it going. What's the one thing that keeps you either out of a depression or gets you out of the depression? It's a war
0: we need a war
1: <laughs> you we need, need war you need war we need to ra- ramp actually if anything we need to ramp this up we need to get more involved and we need to actually just get boots on the ground i we think we need a I war you're right to save us
2: all right i think you're right financially speaking we need and a more war. more important
1: than anything we need to start blowing up more countries so we can rebuild them and boost our economy
2: oh great call yeah you send out the contractors absolutely boots on the ground for sure man i have a feeling i do maybe that's why
1: we're see we're getting so fucked by these corporations. They used to be in Afghanistan fucking those people, right? Now they had to come back home. That's why we're getting fucked by the corporations.
2: Great call. BlackRock has no property to sweep up in other countries, so they're here taking up the suburbs.
1: They don't have any no-bid contracts
2: in the Middle East anymore. (laughs) That's right, man. Yeah. You know? Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh... I guess party on with Ukraine. Let's nuke them up now. Let's let's take it to the next level.
1: (laughs) Step it up. Sean Penn, let's get some more over there.
2: (laughs) Well, Sean Penn's going to lay it down for us. This is uh, so fantastic that he's just... Sean Penn is the face of the Ukrainian war for me. You can get rid of Zelensky and just replace him with Sean Penn. What I love about this, though, uh, is they're going to basically, in very nice detail, uh, quickly explain to us how... Zelensky, he was an—he's an actor, and there's Did a. Did re- you know how Sean P- Penn got his start? No. I, I didn't know this. I didn't mean to interrupt you. This is pretty phenomenal. No, you didn't interrupt. I finished. That's all I had. He's an his, actor. His his dad was a director. All right. On Little House of the
1: Prairie. Wow. And Sean Penn made his first appearance. Uh, A little house of the prairie in 1974.
2: That's crazy. Yeah. And then he became Spicoli. That pretty much, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How far we have fallen from the days of Spicoli. (laughs) You know, if Sean Penn should take a look around at the country he and the politicians he supports right now because if Spicoli today wanted to order a pizza and eat it in class, it would cost him $35 plus tip. Oh, God, more.
1: That Uber <laughs> Eats thing is fucking fr- And then you order it for that class, but you didn't know your driver had three other stops. Right. Now he's <laughs> not
2: there on time. It's, it arrives during gym, right?
0: <laughs> You're running oh, with this pizza. Time.
1: So yeah, or worse, it arrives during lunch, and then you have to actually eat during lunch instead of go get high. like uh,
3: that's why you uh, timed my. it out that way. <laughs> Travel right here if to we're both here,
1: Frank. Isn't it like our time, bro? <laughs> <laughs>
2: spicoli here he's making a documentary about the uh, <laughs> the fight behind ukraine
3: president biden and congressional leaders to ask for more aid and one person who has gotten to know president Zelensky well since the russian invasion began is an academy award winner sean penn his new documentary you, follows a you know Canadian who i heard t-
1: talk- say something about ukraine the other day Neil deGas Tyson. No
3: way. Why can't he just Uh, think uh, about space? You're an astrophysicist. He's always
2: talking about vaccines, Ukraine. Like, talk about space, bro. (laughs) Space. You're
1: an astrophysicist. Sean Penn, you're a fucking actor. Listen, when I want to know where to put this red light to make my face look better, I'm going to give you a call. (laughs) I'm sure you know what light scheme is going to look best. You know what I mean for the camera? You know about acting.
2: Yeah, he probably knows a lot about, like, good skin treatments and ways to make your uh, face look younger. Oh,
1: listen, if I want my hands to get softer, I'm calling you up. I'm sure you've got
2: it. If I need a connection for the uh, Korean foreskin salesman, I'll contact you or Sandra Bullock. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> but I don't want your opinion on geo, uh, geopolitical topics. Actually, I don't want your
3: opinion on anything.
2: Well, that's why I love this clip. This idiot who knows nothing about any of that is going to give us his opinion. It's great.
3: <laughs> we sat down with a filmmaker just after coming back from his eighth trip to Ukraine. Eighth? With what?
2: <laughs> you go in there every month, dude? I can't even. I haven't been anywhere eight times in a year. Uh, my mom lives
1: twenty minutes away. I haven't visited <laughs> her eight times <laughs> since, since this war started. <laughs> I have not visited my mom eight times.
2: Eight times? Eight times? Sean Penn, man. What's with this guy? He loves Ukraine. Are you getting
1: blowjobs from Zelensky? That's the only time I'm traveling anywhere eight times. The
2: reason all the media was there is because it was just a frenzy of no joke, cocaine and hookers. That's what was going on in Ukraine, probably still going on. It's a a party, man. (laughs) And by Ukraine, I'm talking about Poland. They're all in Poland having a party. Acting like they're in Ukraine. That's what's going on. It's so absurd. Good call.
3: Sean Penn turns the camera on the people of Ukraine.
2: Because you can.
3: Because I can.
2: Thank you. I was very emotionally shaking the hand of a soldier there.
3: Superpower on Paramount. uh, (laughs) <laughs> Chronicles Penn's trip to the war-torn You're turning countries. the camera
2: on the people of Ukraine. I notice
1: your voice and your face is in a lot of the shots <laughs> of the people of Ukraine.
2: When you talk about blocking and, you know, putting a character central on screen, it's Sean Penn in the center. And then <laughs> this guy's, like, kind of, his head's a little cut off, his arms off to the side, you know, but it's Sean Penn, dead center.
1: Sean Penn, somebody who really cares. <laughs> he made the Ukrainian people the background of his movie. <laughs>
2: Y'all get to stand behind Sean Penn. I can't, I can't wait to watch this movie. I can't wait for it.
3: And his time no. with its president, beginning no. with an interview. It's going to be really hurt. funny
1: when the movie's not even anything about Ukraine. It's going to be it's all about Sean a, Penn? It's actually a love story about a. Uh,
2: <laughs> actually, Sean Penn plays a retard. It's pretty, fa- <laughs> it's pretty fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's oscar worthy there's a lot of buzz a lot of oscar buzz behind this one he doesn't go full retard like the last time yeah it's partial partial retard it looks good promising it's actually a reboot of Forrest Gump.
1: <laughs> for zump B-
2: Oh yeah, do so you get that Ukraine element in there? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. dude. Yeah, he's he's filming a new movie. Uh, it, it looks good. Looks good. Uh, he got all the shots he needed, and uh, it's funny. Remember, <laughs> we I wish we could come back and look at the episode. Uh, we laughed so hard at, at, and talked about the trip he did the first one. That like With he, Ben Stiller. Well, he, no, Ben Stiller was after, but the first. So oh, yeah, but that, was, the, the no, that was true. One. Four out of eight. Yeah, no, dude. <laughs> dude, the first person, though, like nobody did anything with ukraine and then out of nowhere sean penn arrived in ukraine and it was like national news <laughs> and we were like what the fuck is sean penn doing in ukraine like this is like <laughs> so random why is he there and then all for the n- next year sean penn is just like constantly in ukraine and doing stuff at the askers and telling people he's gonna smelt his trophy and all this stuff and like now it makes sense right he but what's weird is that he was the he was sent there by the government, right? They let him in through their you know lines and everything, right? And Sean Penn entered the the war situation to film the documentary. It's it just screams setup. It's it's all a a show. This is Wag the Dog, man.
1: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. We're watching Wag, Dude, Wag the I Dog. I don't believe any of this. I love the. Uh, you got anybody who's not on X? It's worth it to download the app. Just so you can see all the videos of people sitting in cafes. Yes. Drinking coffee. Or at and the pool. Out.
2: They're in the pool at Kiev in or in pool. Donbass, like, you know, it, hanging and, and the lounging. Be-
1: the best is when they're like, they'll show people just hanging out, uh, then they'll quickly turn and cut over, and you'll see, like, a film crew with a reporter in front of, like, one piece of rubble surrounded <laughs> by a perfectly fine city.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> you, know? you got Jake Tapper there looking worried and concerned. <laughs> yeah it's a show god it,
1: it, i can't believe sean penn is over there dude he's over there this he is,
2: filmed a documentary this whole time and guys uh he's got
1: great plugs though i gotta give him props great
2: plug. hair looks good tan looks real he looks uh you know he, he's uh i thought for a while there he had the face melt going on but he's pulled it back so he had a little work done he started Adrenochrome again. They let him back in the club. That's right. He got in touch with Sandra Bullock's uh, Korean foreskin guy. <laughs> you could literally see it because he was like
1: already old, but then he took a dive. Like hair loss, everything, everything went crazy. Yeah, the face. And then he, you're, you're right. Now he's like coming back.
2: <laughs> That's right, man. If you work for the team, you know they, they give you a little that uh, extra frightened child adrenochrome, You know the stuff that really has the, the super scared blood inside of it yeah Uh, my thoughts exactly that was right on par so uh sean let's let's listen to sean
3: russian bombs fell and what was your sense of zelensky at that moment this comedian turned politician turned war president
2: yeah you just spelled it out right there for everybody this guy's an actor he was put in place through a coup (laughs) d'etat that we orchestrated so that way we could have this actor in place for this moment in time. Does anybody see how clear it is? <laughs> we destabilized Ukraine, installed our own actor comedian as their leader, and then we staged this war with this actor comedian. Yeah. Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? Is there anybody in the room that sees what's going on here? There's a fucking show. Oh, there's somebody
1: that one. sees. Yeah. Spicoli? that's McCoy. right yeah
2: we have the we, everyone's an actor that's what's so crazy you look into the ukraine it's like every single person is acting credits to their name
1: dude and, you gotta hear this I, this just came up apparently sean penn is also making news for a interview he did
2: yeah this is why i originally found this oh okay i don't know if it's in the clip but what yeah what was the okay, news? Yeah, no, no go ahead we'll I'll finish the it. clip and then we'll talk the news hold on to that news
4: you know, overnight he became a wartime president and it, against a nuclear superpower. It appeared he was born for it. And it was an overwhelming sense of the courage that's now been talked about and demonstrated by him. It wasn't anything that I'd ever seen, you know, with that kind of scope in one person's eyes before. And it's true with almost all of the Ukrainians that we saw in that moment.
3: Now the debate in Washington continues over aid to Ukraine, a year and a half since the war began. Is Vladimir Putin just waiting out the American public and congressional support?
4: I think yes is one of the answers, and it's really time that the American people, we, I, all of us in our whatever way, do our part to partner with and support and demand that leadership does its...
3: Do you think that Ukraine will ultimately win this war?
1: There's not
4: a cell in my body that sees anything other than that.
2: All right, Sean Penn believes Oh, well, like I had to tell you this, uh, but every cell in your body is stupid. That's right, Sean Penn. Well, it has, it's filled with adrenochrome uh, and probably the mRNA do, vaccine. Do, do you know
1: what the name of his uh, <coughs> documentary is called? Uh, what is it? Superpower.
0: Superpower! Yeah! <laughs>
1: And guess where it's being released. Oh no. Sean Penn cares so much about the Ukraine war and everything going on, and he really wants this story to be told. So he's gonna release it where everybody can see this. Paramount Plus. Is the only place you'll be able <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> to Where Paramount Plus Who? is the Who? only place you'll be able to see it. What? <laughs> yeah.
2: It got released today, or yesterday. Oh, it's out. I've never even heard of... I, where is Paramount Plus? It's a streaming service. Who owns it? There's too, many, there's too many out there. Paramount. Oh, it must be where uh, <laughs> Jon Stewart's hiding out. No, he's on Apple. I know, he's on Apple Plus, man. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, man. I, we always joke about it, but this is a, a this is a direct quote from Zelens, uh, from Sean Penn back in November of twenty two when he gave. I didn't know this. I got dude, the whole reason he gave Zelensky his Oscar was because they wouldn't let Zelensky at the Oscars.
2: Yeah, but I also thought it was for a great performance as a comedian actor in the role of wartime president.
1: Oh. So, Sean Penn wanted Zelensky at the Oscars. They wouldn't let him. And then Will Smith slapped Chris Rock.
0: Right. And Sean
1: Penn was so pissed yes. off. Because, as he says, that wouldn't have even happened. Will Smith would have had nothing to be angry about if Zelensky was talking. Wow. I totally Sean, forgot about that. This is a direct quote. Sean was so distraught. He wanted to destroy his Oscars, saying, I thought, well, fuck it. You know, I'll give them to Ukraine. They can be melted down for bullets. Yeah. They can shoot at the Russians. <laughs> he literally said it. I didn't know he actually said that. Yeah, what dude. a
2: fucking clown. Yeah, I wasn't what making a fucking that up, man. Clown. He's going to smelt his Oscars to make bullets. I
1: gave him my Oscars so they can melt them down to bullets. <laughs> that they can shoot at the
2: Russians. He's going to take out Vladimir Putin with his smelted Oscar, man. I told you. It's his mission from God. He's on a mission from God, people.
1: Sean thinks had Zelensky appeared at the Oscars. The tone would have been different. And Smith wouldn't even have dared to cross the line. Quote, this fucking bullshit wouldn't have happened with Zelensky. Will Smith would never have left the chair to be part of stupid violence. It never would have happened. (laughs) (laughs) The best part is, the best part is. So why the fuck did you just spit on yourself and everybody else with this stupid fucking thing? Why did I go to, why did I go to fucking jail for what you just did and you're still sitting there? While all you guys standing and applauding his worst moment as a person talking about the sled so apparently i didn't know this sean penn keeps referencing he's pissed off that nothing happened to will smith and he's referencing the time he, he he attacked an extra on the set of colors In 1987, it served 33
2: days in jail. Wow, and we were talking about colors, the one with Robert Duvall, where they're the badass cops. Wow, that's crazy. That's full circle on, like, a callback (laughs) in the last episode. Hell yeah, man.
1: He attacked an extra and went to jail for a month.
2: Wow. Sean Penn,
1: you
0: animal.
2: Yeah. It's crazy to think that he's so hung up on the slap. I sent you a screenshot of it the other day, and that's why I sent it to you, because I was reading about Sean Penn. (laughs) <laughs> and I was reading, I'm like, I'm like he's been out of shape over the slap? I was like, when did the slap happen? Like, I, you know, I was like kind of a <laughs> time warp in my mind. And I sent you a screenshot of uh, Chris Rock, Will Smith slapping. It's on Google, March 27th, 2022. And I was like, man, that was like, that was almost... Two years ago, we're, we're gonna encroach on the, Like, that was a long time ago. You're still pissed off about the slap? Like, we just talked about how that might have been the most unifying moment in American history.
1: But, Frank, it would have never happened. If you had Zelensky, <laughs> it would have been a different tone. But what's crazy. No, is- no You're right, but that's what he's more mad about. We all unified around the slap. We should have unified around Zelensky. Wow,
2: but nobody can or wants to unify around a bunch of Nazis in Ukraine. That's what's so funny about this whole story is the slap is the most unifying thing that's happened in the modern-day America. Like, everybody loves the slap. It was the fucking greatest thing that ever happened, dude. You cannot deny it was the single most enter- – since the nip slip with Janet uh, Jackson. There's no other – that's the last unifying moment in time for me. It was Janet Chapson's nip slip with Justin Timberlake and then Will Smith so slapping good. Chris Rock. Those two moments in time, man, brought our country together, dude. Dude,
1: you got to hear this Sean Penn quote. Sean Pad angrily told Variety, the Oscars producer thought, oh, he's Zelensky, not lighthearted enough. Well, guess what you got? Will Smith.
2: Wow. <laughs> Big Willie style. He should have said Big Willie style. Oh, that would have been great. See, that's Oscar-worthy, Frank. Jesus Christ. That's why we don't we don't care about the writer strike, right? We got our own goods
1: <sighs> here, man. You just don't get the appreciation you should. Right? We should enjoy. <laughs> we'll you gotta s- join SAG. Go on, strike.
2: <laughs> Ladies some- and gentlemen, we'll be back in six months. <laughs> and we're on strike. Show's canceled. <laughs> well, we're small market, so we keep it tight here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, Sean, pad. It's amazing. What yeah, what a joke of a human. Uh, the best so part funny. is you
1: like tried to make a comeback on, you like, tried to ride, uh, what's that guy's, El Chapo's coattails. Oh, yeah. For your comeback. That's right. They didn't work, and now you just jumped on Zelensky's.
2: This Zelinsky one is so funny. I've been telling, uh, saying for a while now, like the fact that he was there and Ben Stiller, we joked about one of them playing. I think it's clear now uh, we have <laughs> Sean Penn. He's going to do the documentary. This is going to be the really serious take on Ukraine. And then we're going to get Ben Stiller, comedian actor, same height. He's going to play Zelensky in the next Zelensky. Like, there's going to be a movie. Meet the dictator. Dude. <laughs> yeah, man. I can't believe that.